so unnecessary. It's the most so odd. Just reflect your thoughts on Amex. It's Amex week, guys. Get amped. I don't think anyone's ever said that. About, uh, Every yeah. bad tournament, we're just going to come in crazy hype. Yeah. yeah. We need to boost the episode. I think the only person who's ever been pumped for Amex is like Larry the Cable Guy. I'm really concerned <laughs> for our listeners' eardrums on that. If you're wearing headphones, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was very ear rapey. Yeah. Yeah, no, no editing process could fix that one. <laughs> no. If we were more advanced in our editing softwares, maybe. But that's not how we are at the Chili Dip. We're raw, unfiltered, uncut, whatever you want to call it. But it's Amex Running week. on a bare bones budget. <laughs> Running yeah. on a bare bones budget of like $100 a year. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, what is it? $150 Zoom package and that's it? <laughs> Guys, what do we no. think about Amex this week? I'm really not. Uh, I mean... I'm ready I'm, for shoot a 30 me. under week. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna be low scores. Yeah, when you're hoping gonna that they're classic. gonna set it up tough for like a 15 under finish, that's when you know. Yeah, that's when you know it's a dark scene. I am so amped for no amateurs this week. That's the only thing that's keeping me going. Are you amped for the HSBC, Mike? Yeah, As our Eurozone of. specialist. Kind of. I mean, it's. It's definitely something that I'm more excited for as opposed to the, to the Amex, which is kind of like the biggest come down on planet Earth. You know, you have Hawaii at the two, first few tournaments of the year, you're excited. It's like, okay, yeah, you're back in the swing of things. And then you get back onto the mainland and you get to the three most generic courses on the PGA Tour. And it's like, uh, I will man, say, really back. You not know, in a good way. Bad. You know, it's a bad tournament. When the best highlight from the tournament is from Bill Goldberg in 2002. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. That's the peak of the tournament. Opening question, right? This also, is our opening question. Wait, last thing about the course. It's oh, like, God. Also, there's like, how many times has 59 been shot here? Like seven times? Yeah, it's really bad, actually. Yeah. It's a pitching part. It's also hyped up as like a tough course, too. I know yeah, it's, it's not hard at all. Die or uh, a Nicholas, right? One of the two. Uh, it's a die course. No, one's a Nicholas and one's a die. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was right there. Uh, yeah. I mean, the fact, that it, the fact that they're in Nicholas and a die, which are like the I I feel like two of the hardest architects, is pretty embarrassing for those guys. It is embarrassing. It makes them look like a joke. Die is tough, but die, but die's courses are also fair. <laughs> Mike, you just had a seizure on the Zoom. I don't know what you were doing. What? Like thirty seconds. Oh, I was checking. Yeah, oh, my phone. My phone went off, off, so I was checking the notification. It oh looked like someone God. was breaking into your house. Yeah, <laughs> the way you spun around. That was concerning. I didn't I want to say anything could... about it. Yeah, I was trying to hold mode. it together, but I couldn't not say anything about that. <laughs> All right, um, so let's let's go so into the opening question. Back to the opening question. Best celebrity golf moment. Mine is obviously 2002 Amex. Bill Goldberg standing on the, I think it's the 17th green. And he's just standing around with his group. And some heckler comes out onto the green and starts kind of fake punching him in the ribs. I'm sure you guys have seen the video. Yeah. We'll post it. But Goldberg just takes him by like the belt and the collar grabs him basically carrying him and starts running over to the edge of the water and launches him 
into the pond. And there are huge rocks. Yeah. (laughs) If this guy didn't fly six inches further than he, if he flew six inches shorter than he did, he would have died right there, right then and there on the golf course. He would have died. Yeah. Yeah. Goldberg would have cracked his head. Yeah, for sure. That would have been I mean, that would have been also the greatest moment in celebrity golf history. Maybe not not the greatest. Goldberg killing yeah. a guy. <laughs> but one most of the iconic. Most, most iconic moments for sure in a celebrity. I mean, golf. it really is the most shocking thing when you watch the video. Because you're like, it's insane. no way. There's no way. And then he actually does it. Yeah. Um, but he is also like, a pro wrestler. He has to play the shtick. Dude, if that guy did like five less bench presses the day before, I don't think he would have cleared it. I don't think he would have gotten <laughs> yeah, over. So close. I mean, it was the roids probably helped. And the best part is, then he starts running after the guys in his group, and he starts sprinting away. <laughs> that guy's on crack. Um, I also want to shout out 1987 Pebble Beach Pro Am. This is what's called the Human Chain. So Jack, Jack Lemon, Peter Jacobson, Clint Eastwood, and Greg Norman are playing in a group. An and Jack Lemon, I have no idea who Jack Lemon is. Probably an actor. Probably a famous. Yeah, it's an old school, old school actor. He's yeah. a great actor. Um, so shout out Jack Lemon, friend of the pod. <laughs> but he hit this shot, and it's hanging on the edge of a you know one of the cliffs at Pebble, and it's hanging over the edge, and he was about to go pick it up and just move on, but Clint Eastwood, <laughs> just wanting the drama, insists. <laughs> that lemon hits a shot insists that he hits a shot so he goes don't worry jack like i'll hold on to you so clint eastwood holds on to lemon's belt as he's like hanging over the edge hitting the shot peter jacobson's holding on to clint eastwood's belt and greg norman's holding on to peter jacobson's belt and he's <laughs> and he's hanging over the edge hits the shot back into the fairway like 40 yards from the green okay hits an incredible shot and then it's like, oh, it's all great. He walks up and then shanks it right back into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Which just undoes all his story. good work. Man, all that for that. Classic that shout out that. Peter Volnati. All that for that? <laughs> all that for that. <laughs> One of the greatest moments in golf history. God, if I was, if I was Clint Eastwood, I would have been so fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, I would have been seething. Yeah, do you think he'd do that now? No. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I think his guys, legs would give out. He'd go right over the cliff. Yeah, the, it's yeah, a lower really, back risk. Be a really dark scene. Um, I, do you have any more honorable mentions, Chris? Because I know you love to go honorable mention. Yeah, I'll throw out one more. Oh, so back, going back to 1987. <laughs> Crazy year, 1987, apparently. God, you might as well just get 1987 a participation trophy. <laughs> this, this is what – this is also at what would be the Amex, right? Fitting. At PGA West? Yeah. yeah. So also at the Amex, 1987, Tip O'Neill, former Speaker of the House. He's like crazy old. And <laughs> he's in the bunker on 16 like the crazy steep bunker on 16 at PGA West takes like five. Can't get out. He's just hacking. It's coming back to his feet. He will skull one. It doesn't, doesn't have enough height. He chunks one. It comes back. Eventually it's coming back. He tries to pick it up. 
can't even pick it up. Rolls through his legs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, what is this guy going to do now? Then he tries to hit it again. Comes back to his feet. Eventually picks it up successfully. Tries to throw it over the edge. Can't get it over the edge. Comes back. And finally, he tosses one. Heaves a bomb that gets over the edge. Huge applause from the crowd. A great moment for Tip O'Neill, friend of the pod. And, you know, 1987, just a big celebrity golf year. Do you ever have those moments where you're just, you know, you're a little frustrated. Maybe you came off the last hole, you made double bogey, whatever. You're waiting on two old guys in the middle of the fairway. They're whatever. I mean, they're, they're hacking it around, topping it. And you, it kind of comes into your mind. Old people maybe shouldn't be allowed to play golf. That's one of those that's moments. That's an outrageous take. That's one of those moments where you're like, wow, it's crazy that old people play golf. But John, we might have to mute your mic. That was an outrageous comment. I mean, I'm not saying I I don't think that. I don't think that I think I think golf's the best old person sport. But every now and then you're like But you're saying that they I don't know if long. I don't know if old people should be allowed to play golf. Like I don't I don't know if I'm gonna want myself when I'm 80 years old out on the golf course. I think it's like an injury liability. I mean, think about it. This guy's taking five hacks in a bunker. I mean he could have a heart attack right there, and no one would even know he's 20 feet down in a bunker. Yes. Listen, <laughs> listen, Chris and I have recused ourselves from this uh, from this opinion. We don't share right. we don't share the age discriminati- discriminatory takes of Sean Fitzgerald. Mike, what's your what's I will your say opinion? Old people are the fastest players, but don't be careful saying that. Uh, like, all right. The morning. You can't guys. walk it back. The you morning got, guys. You got to stick with your take. No, no, no. I'm sticking with my they take. They can be the fastest, but they can also be the slowest. They can be the yeah, yeah. There's a wide. There, I mean, huge variance there. There's one guy at our club who who is notoriously slow. That's older in age that I'm thinking of right now. No name but shall be said. No, Shout out no name guy. Shout I don't know. No name guy, friend of the pod. pod. I don't even know what his name is to be quite honest with you. Well, then what the hell are you bringing him in for? Terrible story, Mike. Yeah, awful story. <laughs> Maybe the worst story in Chile to history. Oh, yeah. It's saying a, a lot. I mean, we've, it's we've not had a, some bad it's ones. It's not a story. It's a fact. Okay. But, <laughs> all right. So, I went a little, I went a little, I took a little different take with this one. So, we're going to go back to last year's uh, Genesis Riviera. And I think Golf WRX originally did this. It's a, it's a what's in the bag for A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez. Now, <laughs> who's ever wanting a what's in the bag for A-Rod, first of all? Well, but, I know but, you'd argue who'd ever want a what's in the bag in the first place. Uh, yeah, not a big fan of what's in the bags, but that's a separate argument for another day. Like yeah, but when having a baseball bat-shaped putter with A-Rod etched in the back is like the fifth <laughs> weirdest thing in the bag... You know oh, that this thing is going crazy. to be a fucking roller coaster. Spinoff of Happy Gilmore's uh, hockey stick putter. Yeah, it's even worse. So his driver is non-conforming. It's from it's a Callaway Big Bertha ERC two. Got to be from like two thousand three, two thousand four. Not okay, on the fair play, fair play. anymore. Fair play. This, <laughs> I respect this, that. This is when we go. I can get on board off the deep end. He has not one, not two, not three, but four, four irons, all different brands. Jesus, dude. 
I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the start of my problem with what's in the bags. I mean, that's, that's how, so that's crazy. He has four, four irons. <laughs> this is the best part. The, the guy who wrote the article is Jonathan Wall. He, he writes, quote, I counted two Tommy Armour 845 oversizes, a Wilson Pro Staff woman's design. Yes, you read that right. And a Ping's classic Zing 2. There doesn't <laughs> appear to be any rhyme or reason to the setup. Oh, that's, that's great. so great. How many wedges does he have? Does it say? It doesn't say, but guess how many clubs are in the bag? 15. Yeah, I'm gonna go with 15, what? 16. 16. Oh my. That's the magic number. And then his eight iron is a power built, is a power built oversized with the plastic still on it. It's like dude, shout wrapped. out power built oversizes. Those things were sick back in the day. Those are my first. Here's the thing. The plastic is like halfway unwrapped, but like he just didn't bother to unwrap the rest. So it just like looks like a dog chewed it off. I respect that. Maybe he wanted less spin. He wanted lower spin irons, couldn't afford the, uh, you know, maybe a stiffer shaft and just went with the plastic on the face. So like I said, there's 16 clubs in the bag. Seven different brands are represented. And one of those clubs is almost definitely not conforming. Well, one of those clubs is definitely not conforming. And a lot of the other ones are in question as well. So let me ask you, Mike, did he have any wedges in the bag? Because it seemed like the top of his bag was pretty heavy I already stacked. asked that. You clearly weren't listening. Oh, I also forgot to mention the butter knife two iron. I didn't, I didn't hear that. That's a the classic. The butter knife out. two iron is unreal. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> it look, I'm looking at the picture right now. Uh, it looks like he might have one wedge in the bag. It's being covered up by the four iron, but the only thing that really stands out is one wedge would be a sick play. Wait, let me rephrase that. It's being covered up by one of his four four irons. <laughs> and it's just a hodgepodge of other irons and crazy shit that's going on. I sent the link to you guys in the group chat. You have to see it to believe it. That's okay. great. That's great from A-Rod. Really good stuff. Uh, I mean, probably the best content we've ever gotten out of A-Rod. Yeah, I was about to say, it almost makes him likable. Yeah. Um, my my moment is pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but John Smoltz, a couple of years ago, noted good player. Like, whenever he comes on a broadcast, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's he's one, he's one of the best amateurs out here. Using a stand-up putter, which is – I don't know what to make of it because I'm a, I'm a big stand-up putter guy. I think that more high You're handicaps... You're a big stand-up putter guy. Yeah, I think more high handicaps should use a stand-up putter because, honestly, most high handicaps have no idea where their putter head's aimed. So, hey, Sean, do you have a link to this? Do I have a link? Yeah, I might what have to check this out. What are you talking about? I might have to check one of these out. Oh, to a stand-up putter? Yeah. Mike, if, if anyone could use a stand-up putter, it's probably you. It could be my cure. Yeah, Mike, you need one. Jesus Christ. Because you do a lot of face manipulation, like mid-stroke. I think this would stabilize it. <laughs> Big face manipulator guy. Big face manipulator. <laughs> Says the biggest face manipulator on planet Earth, Chris Bornhorst. What are you talking about? Chris, no, you not are on the big... green. Just, off, just on the full swing. Big yeah, right yeah. Guy. The big, save. Yeah, the, the save it. It's the Webb Simpson save. Chris and I have totally opposite swings. I'm like the hold it off with the left hand, just totally drag the handle. Chris is throwing the right hand. Yeah, 
total Sean, you're finish. Mr. Technical. I mean, I don't think I'm technical at all, but well, you have I like just... you have a good looking swing. Chris, Chris is oh. just holding on for dear life. Whoa, whoa, that's really disrespectful. <laughs> that's to my super play. disrespectful, especially because Chris is better than me. <laughs> that is true. But like uh... you calling other people's swings ugly is <laughs> it just you're it's not in your place. Jesus Christ. It's Mike not in your place from the Mike guy who looks like freaks he's pulling me back a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Mike's swing scares me when I'm standing behind him because he gives you that stare down. Yeah, what Mike will do <laughs> what Mike will do is if you're standing behind him on his actual take back, he stares you down. He looks into your soul. Yeah. I don't look into his back. Your soul. His eyes are bugging out of his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's looking up into the fucking sky i'm then, not it's not that bad rips. no it's pretty bad dude it's pretty bad i mean it I'd works to... relatively okay sometimes every it didn't work then. last year like the whole swing just didn't work last year yeah that's why i threw in a lot of uh qualifiers there <laughs> every, every, <laughs> every other now and then works. once in a while like sometimes it works it's been working as of late that's good to hear yeah, we're, we're happy for you. So <laughs> back what I was back to what I was saying about John Smoltz after we get on that crazy tangent. Yeah, Mike, you started that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, John <laughs> Smoltz used to stand up putter, which is just outrageous for like a scratch or a plus two to use because you figure if you're that good, you know where the putter face is aiming, or or at least you can use a line on your ball. But I mean, I, I don't. There's really no reason. To, there's no way to explain it. I mean, it's crazy that this thing is conforming. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It, it It is. It's crazy. <laughs> There's it's a lot just, of things, a lot of questions I have. Yeah, I've got a lot of things running through my mind right now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll ever be the same. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. Let's let's talk a little bit of Amex, a little bit of matchups, whatever we got cooking. So let's, I, let's just do matchups. I don't think, Mike, do you have anything boring to say about the courses? as you usually do uh they suck probably the worst uh combination of a pete Dye jack nicholas course because like they're supposed to be hard courses because those architects take pride in making hard courses and they're like the easiest courses on the pga tour it is annoying like when you have these kind of split fields with the you know a lot of the big names go overseas but then some people stay and then you don't really know what's the bigger event it's kind of just funky and makes it way less entertaining. Yeah. I'm just mentally preparing myself for all the, all that like 20 foot deep bunker content that we're going to get from all the, from all the Instagram accounts. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, how many, how many takes does, or how many shots does it take you to get out of this bunker? You'll well, see we some already, Tip O'Neill highlights. Well, we already got a, a bunker challenge in the charity match today with Phil Mickelson and Paul Casey. So we're, we're off to a hot start. Yeah. Who let like Paul you, Casey in a charity match, for God's sake? Charisma vacuum, Paul Casey. I've grown to like Paul Casey. On, a little harsh on Paulie. I've grown to like Paul Casey. He actually is a relatively non-boring guy, as PGA Tour players come. Got mm. low bar. I wouldn't go that far. I've, I've listened to he's some pretty pod- boring. I've listened to some podcasts with him, and I think he's actually pretty interesting. And no, but just like this, his whole shtick on the course is like. Oh yeah, I mean, he's not player. giving you fireworks out there for sure. It's also a little slow. Just. I yeah, mean, he just though. does if, nothing for me. 
if you're going to start jabbing people for being slow, I mean, tiger slows, like speed slow. I mean, you can't, that you can't really hold that against his personality. Yeah. Well, speed's just twitching out there. <laughs> speed's had some of the longest times standing over the ball, probably in the history of the last 20 years. In the Nothing PGA comes part. close to Cantley. I don't think. Cantley. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Cantley at Copperhead. Holy. Cantley in general. In general, but he has some really bad ones when he gets in contention. Rory has last... Rory has some bad ones under pressure sometimes every now and then. He's... But he's generally pretty fast. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, he's yeah. a fast player, but he stands over the ball longer. Uh, I mean, you're talking if you're you want to go there. 20 years, you're talking Sergio 2002 at Bethpage. Oh, Kevin Na too. Yeah, oh, I, I totally God. forgot. There's some. There's been some bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> The little thumb waggle thing going on there. Okay, yeah. Mike, what do you have for matchups for us? All right, so we did a little bit of a hybrid this week because, as you can tell, we're we're really charged up for the Amex this week. Yeah. Um, so we went two Euro Tour events. Uh, we'll get we'll get to Abu Dhabi later, and then you mean and then two one European fun tour matchups. Yes, that's what I just said. That would be confusing for listeners. Yeah, crazy confusing. Just read us the first matchup. And then one from the PGA Tour. So all, right, first all, right, all right, all right, all right. First match. Jesus Christ! Just what's the first match? Let me go. First one is Rory versus JT. 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 I, I, this is just. I don't. Uh, going to be a lot running on his mind. I feel like Rory's just going to kind of hover this week. Rory's Five just going to hover. I agree. We're not going to see any good. fireworks from Rory. Yes, the season it's the typical season starting top like T five, T six for Rory. Whereas JT's last round was eight under. Yeah, I'm I'm taking JT here. I think I, I he's just playing better golf and it's gonna be a hover week for Rory, is what I'm feeling. Do you yeah. guys do so, you expect any win win from either one of these two? You think JT's well, gonna win? We'll see, I, think JT, win. I think JT I think they both could win the tournament, obviously. I think JT, his game is far closer to winning. But I don't think it's going to be either of them this week. Okay. And then, so second matchup, it's going to be the Mad Hatter. Tyrrell Hatton against defending Race to Dubai and defending uh, HSBC champion Lee Westwood. And potential Hall of Famer. Shut up. Uh, like shoe in Hall of Famer, but yeah, not like shoeing at all. Fir- first ballot, not first ballot, maybe twelfth ballot. You need a lobotomy. He has like, two truly. tour wins, buddy. I don't want to get back to this debate, but for the for the people out there, don't look it up. He has. If two we tour- donated your brain to science, no they'd find some terrible things. He has two tour wins and no majors. Okay, end of discussion. I'll get I'm it out of the way. I'm, on the pod, I'm going Westwood. I think it's just. I think Westwood plays well here. I'm going to take Westwood as well. Fuck. So I'm going with my heart. So I have to take Haddon. Wow, wow, that's really dark for you. I'm giving you one last chance to jump ship. This You're is a ride- really bad scene. You're riding the, the fact that riding I'm taking the Mad Hatter. Hatter. Is low point. Wow. It's a low point. All right. So although it is Chris- a life hedge. It is okay. So Chris's self-respect has just left the group chat, guys. Well, if he plays, if he beats Westwood, I win the matchup, and if he plays shitty, 
then I'll be happy regardless that he played really shitty. So really a win-win. Win-win, lose-lose also. Kind of a win-win, lose-lose scenario. This is some weird 4D chess that you're playing right now. Uh, Book me in for Haddon. Okay. (laughs) All right. And you know what? I'll take Haddon to win. I'll take Haddon to win. Oh, my God, dude. If I'm going to take him, I'm going to take him. Wow. If he wins, I might just become a Haddon guy. Tyrrell, you heard it here. You have to win this week. You have no other choice. Okay. And then last matchup, it's – I think we could say chili dip favorite, Mr. Hunter Mahan against Kevin Stadler. He somehow sneaks his way into every matchup segment (laughs) that we do. Yeah. Hunter Mahan versus – I don't think any of us were really that passionate about Hunter Mahan before this podcast, but we've become incredibly passionate about Hunter Mahan. The more that he appears in this, these matchups, the more I question how he's been getting this many, these many starts. Like, yeah, he has no status. <laughs> he's See, something, like, something's going on maybe a little bit. I think there might be some collusion going on. Yeah, there could I, be some I, collusion. I'm very in on the collusion take. Do you guys smell that? It smells a little fishy in here. Good one. <laughs> Sick joke. Yeah, I, I really don't know what to say to that, Mike. I mean, that's just one of so, those classic, I have no idea what to so say. So who are you taking, Mike? Uh, I'm going to take, oh, God. It's, I mean, they're both going to miss the cut. But uh, it's still, even if they miss the cut, it's who does better. Uh, I'll, I'll go for Wallace Jr., Kevin Sadler. I think I think Kevin Stadler misses the cut with flying colors. Like I think he <laughs> oh might, yeah oh for sure he might yeah, come in saw- dead last. And, <laughs> and I hate to say that about a guy, but I, it just it's it's the facts. And I'm gonna go with Hunter Mahan as much as you know. I'm a little scared because the revenge tour could be starting, and, and and I'm one of the first ones to go down if this revenge tour really gets going. So, but I'm I'm gonna have to stick with Hunter Mahan. Listen, the sad thing is Kevin Stadler might not even be the most questionable figure in the field. The past champions in this, in this, uh, in this field is ridiculous. Mark Wilson, Steve Jones, like what the hell are they doing? Hey, shout out Steve Jones, uh, CU Boulder alum. Really? <laughs> US Wait, Open champ. How yeah. old is Steve Jones? He's, oh, he's gotta old. be up there. He's, he's old. Yeah, he's old. And he's playing? They can't be that Steve Jones, actually. Now that it I is that, it, I think it's that Steve Jones. Let's there's see. no way. Now that I yeah. think about it, dude, he is crazy old. I mean, just just he taking is, a spot from the field. I mean, he's Tip O'Neill old. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now I really want to see like who are the alternates, just to see who okay. who's ripping a spot from. Enough with the research. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Mayhan as well. I'm gonna ride him. I'm going to ride him. Hard not to ride Mayhem. I mean, it's hard not to ride a guy whose dad is fucking Craig Sadler, the walrus. <laughs> I mean, if it was the walrus, I would take him. But Kevin, I don't know. All right. Let's get, into, let's get into back-ass words. Um, oh, wait. The pick options to win. are pick to win. Pick to win. Okay. Choke. <laughs> Are we doing pick to win on the Euro tour this week? I feel like it's a little I bit more interesting. Maybe you can do either or. We right. do both. I think we can we do, also do both. I think we just do. You either just pick or. one winner. Just pick, pick one. one winner. Okay. 
Uh, who's going first? On, I'm obviously on Haddon, as I said earlier. You said Haddon. I've got my pick to win already. I've got this lined up. I've been thinking about it for a while. It, it's a guy who had a lot of success in the United Arab Emirates, and oh, it's boy. Matt Fitzpatrick. I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick wow. in Dubai, uh, I believe, like the first week of December uh, in the, the Tour Championship. I think, I think he gets it done here again. I, I think he's a Dubai whore. I think he's a UAE he whore. He's a UAE whore. He could be. Jesus. He could. He very well could be. Uh, I'll, I'll separate myself from the pack. I'll, I'll pick a winner on the PGA Tour. Scotty Scheffler. I think this could be his breakthrough week. Um, finished. T- he finished solo third here last year, and we know. And you have a to lot go of low birdies. out. Makes a lot. You have to go low out here. Can go low at PJ West in the in uh in the Coachella Valley, and he's proven that he can go low with the 59 at TPC Boston. That's a good pick. I like that pick. All righty, back asswards. So our back asswards segment is where each podcaster drafts one player for the other two podcasters. The goal is for the other podcasters to make as little money as possible for that week. And once a guy is taken, they're off the board for the entire back asswards season. The options are plenty this week. Yeah, I mean, there's they a are. lot of guys here. All well, right, like let's, let's go. Just, we're sticking with Tor on this one, right? Yeah, we can't. No, uh, yeah, we can't use any like the Monday qualifiers. So sorry, Akshay, we can't pick you. It's not like we'd want to pick you, anyways. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, so I Mark, mean, did some research Mark Wilson, here. Mark Wilson's off the table. Steve Jones is obviously off. Steve the Jones is the Steve Jones, Chris. No. Yeah. Oh, there's no. December twenty seventh, nineteen fifty eight, which would make him sixty one years old. Is he just just single handedly keeping Will Zalatoris out of the field? Oh my God, that is so insane! Yeah. I, wow, he's a big guy, six four, representing the tall guys out there. Shout out, tall guys. But yeah, uh, yeah. See you, Boulder alum. Definitely has more muscle than you, though. There you go. He's 6'4", 200. Steve Jones can probably bench more than I can right now. He could probably bench press you. I mean, yeah, that's not saying much either. That's true. What do you weigh, like 130? 175, buddy. (laughs) It's hard to be 130 when you're 6'4". I mean, you are the slender man. Is Steve Jones a Hall of Famer? What? He has how many PGA Tour wins? Oh my God, he's a Hall of Famer and a major. He is. He is. (laughs) And he gets the CU Boulder bump. Yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Don't give me this Lee Westwood bullshit. (laughs) Uh, Breaking news: Siwoo Kim is withdrawn. Rest in peace. Oh damn! I was gonna pick him for back asswards. Were you actually? No. Uh, That'd be sick. Okay, All so right. who's your pick, Mike? Back asswards. Give us, give us one. Let's go. Oh, Fire it God. up. Uh, oh, There's geez. so many guys. It's There's so many overload. guys. That's the problem. Like the options are truly, they are truly a plenty. Um, let's scroll down. Uh, buh, 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 buh. How have you not picked already? Let's go. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. I'll give go. It. Has Luke Donald been picked? I think he has been picked. Yeah, he has. Luke been. Donald yeah, has been picked. All right, I'll give somebody uh, Sung You'll Know. Blast from the past. Haven't heard his name in ages. 
All right. You're giving it to me. All right. Lock him in. Lock him in. I'll take son. You'll know happily. Um, Another guy haven't heard from in a while, had one of the best amateur careers of all time. I feel like actually there's some danger of him like playing well at one of these. Wow. So you're taking uh, Patrick Rogers. No, it's not Patrick Rogers. It's Ryan Moore. Wow. And I'm giving him to Mike. Mike, you have Ryan Moore on your team. Thank you. Thank you. That's a fair play. Um, so can I take Steve Jones? No. No, he's not a PGA Tour member anymore. Okay. He's fill, literally filling out the numbers. This is a pure gut feel. I'm going Bryce Garnett, and I'm going to give him to Sean. Sick. I, yeah, I mean, I'll take Bryce Garnett. Missouri boy, Missouri State guy. We love our Missouri, Missouri Western State guys. Um, Mike, your pick. All right, Chris, I'm going to give you J.J. Spawn. I think the only thing that he has going for him is that he has – I was looking at J.J. Spawn, yeah. Only thing that he has going for him is that he has a good swing. That's really it. I couldn't name you any other significant (laughs) thing that J.J. Spawn has done. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm happy to have him. I welcome him with open arms. All right, as I recover from this yawn – that was tough to listen to. I'm going to give Chris, I'm going to give you Scott Harrington. Is that even Northwestern a legal guy. pick? He's, yeah, he's a legal guy. pick. Yeah, Northwestern guy. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's a PGA Tour player. Yeah, have you guys seen his uh, that moment where he actually earns his card at uh, yeah. Portland? It's one of the most emotional things you'll see. It was pretty cool. Yeah, really I, cool I stuff. I don't think it's his week this week. Sorry, Scott. Wait, um, can, can I pick Bo Hostler? I think we are. I think Sean used him the other week. Oh, I would never pick Bo Hostler. I would. Do that <laughs> I think. To I feel like his name has been. Has his come name up. has not been picked. Are, you, are we sure? I feel Mike, like we're running I'm out of names. I'm looking at it right now. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll wait. Are you giving him to me? Um, no, I'm giving him to Mike. He's oh, going to be DFL. I He's wanted been playing Bo some awful golf. I mean, he's so bad. I love Bo. He's great. He is really bad. Dictionary definition of funny shaped body. I mean, he is really <laughs> bad. I thought about Mike giving you Cam Davis, <laughs> but I nice. and I saw. Nice Bo to hear the name. Resist. Very nice to hear the name. You know, it's been a while since we've had a Cam Davis discussion on here, but I don't think we need to start today. I could have brought him up last week. He finished T30. Oh, wow. CJ yeah. Cup flashback. Classic, classic Cam Davis, gold standard wait. of mediocrity. What? Wait, guys. CJ Cup flashback. Tom Kim is in the field. Nice to see the name. Who is Tom Kim? Dude, I have Remember no idea who him? that is. I feel like we talked about Tom Kim. Dude, when we were just looking at all Tom the Korean gets. When we were looking at all the Korean guys, just John's yawning me. over here. You're talking about Tom Kim. I mean, the this name is a joke. Tom Kim has never <laughs> been processed by my young brain. I agree. Well, it's ne- it's this never is, gone through it. This is how bad the Amex is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to tell us who Tom Kim is? It's apparently some like young up and coming Korean guy that everybody's hyping up, but calls himself Tom. His real name is Jun Hyung. 
Well, I, I just like that. He, I like the I like the fact that he picked the most generic white guy in the Keeping it short and sweet, I respect it. Going with Tom. Shout yeah. out Tom Kim, friend of the pod. Yeah. Shout out Tom Sub, friend of the pod. Yeah, he's oh. actually a friend of the pod. The the highest of high rollers. Um. All right. right. I'm. What were you I'm gonna getting... say? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Dude, what are you doing? Are you high? I think you, are you getting froze? <laughs> are you gonna say anything? Me? Yes. Yeah, we're laughing. I think you're talking about Mike, dude. No, no. <laughs> you're sitting. Sean's sitting back, like arms behind the back of his head. I literally thought you froze. I thought you, you thought- froze, Mike. What? No, I was looking at you. This is, we were all looking at you. Yeah, we need to get out of here. Mike, <laughs> any last takes about uh, – <laughs> I know you had some stuff to say about the LPGA Tour or something. Yeah, okay. I have nothing to say about this. All right. So I was really excited because I thought that, pro- that COVID had successfully killed pro-am season. But lo and behold, I was completely fucking wrong. Uh, LPGA restarts this week as the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions and also just the world's biggest pro-am of all time. It's ridiculous. I'll give you some, some of the celebrity notables. Uh, Annika Sorenstam, really, just a really fucking loose and uh, generous way of interpreting the, name, the term celebrity. You know, arguably the greatest women's golfer of all time. We're calling her a celebrity. She should probably be in the field. I'm sure she could hack it around. Um, Then we have our usual suspects, uh, Larry the Cable Guy, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, world's biggest sandbagger, Um, uh, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen, you know, they missed the playoffs, so they have to get in some reps on the golf course, Um, so they decided to make a trip down to Florida. And then we have guys like Tim Wakefield, Kevin Millar. um, Wow, some Red Sox legends. Derek Lowe. So literally just, they just called up, the entirety of the 2005 2000. Red Sox team. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, then we have Ray Car- Ray Allen, Vince Carter, That shout out to dyslexia right there, Jesus Christ, uh, Grant Hill. Uh, and then of course, uh, like Greg Maddox, uh, Tom Glavin, Mark Mulder. So literally we have held the fucking 2000, we've held the 2005 Red Sox and a fucking 90 Cy Young, well, Cy Young list hostage just so they could fill out the field. And here's the thing with the shortened season, because half these events were played in like fucking Asia, there's literally like 18 girls in the field. And literally some of these, <laughs> some of these events, I mean, some of these groups are literally all amateurs. It's a joke. No one's out here to see fucking Jeremy Roenick and fucking brett bear from fox news hacking around on the golf course and also like <laughs> it was inauguration day today shouldn't don't you want brett bear in the fucking newsroom out of all the weeks you probably want all hands on deck right now so mike like, what's your point with this is it are pro-ams are, are well, well here's my pro-ams? thing this is ridiculous like no one wants to see these people like i'm sure larry the cable guy's gonna show up in his fucking cut off denim jacket and his and you know, I could probably smell him through my through my TV screen. So literally, we're just gonna have him gesticulating on the green. Um, I'm sure we'll get some we'll get some Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen, uh, 
activations, I'm sure they'll like chip it into Adam Thielen's arms while, as he runs an out route. Um, just a <laughs> bunch of other bullshit. Like, I mean, who needs to see these people? Like, Larry Fitzgerald will probably do the same exact thing. Like, and then Kevin Millar will probably yell at us. It's just, we'll get, we'll get to see John Smoltz stand up putter. I forgot that he's in the field this week. Wow. Do you think he'll have the stand up? Oh, he absolutely has to have the stand up. Mike, uh, I, I think you're right, though. There's a lot of the same shticks that we get out of these celebrity tournaments every year, and it definitely gets a little old. But here's the thing um, uh, Brian Erlacher's in the field as well. Um, he's like probably the most normal one out of all these people. Here's the thing this would never happen on the PGA Tour. We would never see, you know, oh, it would never happen at ATT. But like, here's the thing: we would never see a group of. I'm trying to find some other like, like poor poor Austin Ernst is being stuck with Roger the Rocket Clemens and Toby Keith. Like, <laughs> I she, mean, Mike, I was being sarcastic. D- she's on same. DFL watch. Isn't this the same shit as every other pro am? Well, what not makes with- this one so special? Besides the fact that we have amateurs playing all in a group together. It would never happen. Also, it's the tournament of champions. Your your whole restart. Why don't you just have the tournament just be <laughs> your champions, for God's sake, rather than this giant they need the masturbatory pro am. It's a it's a complete clusterfuck. It's uh, good. Hey, I mean, you're talking about it, right? So, <laughs> I don't think this is the kind of press they want. Here's the thing. All press uh, is good press. Some some other groups. Uh, Angela Stanford's paired with Tom Glavin and Are John you going to read out the whole field? Yeah, I keep, keep here going. And... Yeah, <laughs> all one forty four. This is riveting. Um, some other ones. Uh, oh my god, he's going to keep going. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, we'll we'll see you this Sunday. Wait, no, I have one more thing to point out, Mike. You had some bullshit up here that honestly looks like gibberish to me. Um. What? About Willie Mack the third. What? Receives his Charlie Sifford memorial exemption for Riviera. How is that gibberish? It's just like a little news thing. Mac bio. Oh, I was just like. And then you're talking about University, Bethune, Cookman, and Florida. Those are his achievements. Jesus Christ. Why are you dissing him? All right. Before I. have some quote (laughs) from Tiger about. Willie, I mean, this is a joke. How is it organically? It's big news. Before I beat myself over the head with my microphone, I think we should sign off. Oh my god! I think we should sign off. Unbelievable. Uh, I I just want to remind listeners, this might not be the best episode to do it after that shit show. But uh, you know, if you could go on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, <laughs> drop us a review. <laughs> hopefully a five-star review really help us out that's that's it for for me i'm ready to i'm ready to go to bed i mean that was review us bye that was ridiculous bye unbelievable i hit a chili dip it was off the it was off the hosel i mean cameron davis is a joke Mike, you got any yeah. takes on the e-golf pro tour? You already have iron covers. You already look like a giant <laughs> pussy. I don't care. I honestly don't give a, a shit. Struck- he could be six feet under at this point, whoever WD.
I didn't watch a single <clears throat> bit of it, but I'm going to chirp at the Fairmont St. Andrews because of the name. Yeah, Paul Tesori. Paul Tesori, friend of the pod. Neiman, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah. Friend so of the pod, Aunt Betsy. Terrell Haddon, are you kidding me? And there's a raccoon, no joke, like 20 feet away. <laughs> Florida. Say Florida, I'm hanging. Florida. No! You can't yeah. say Florida!